And I'm going to show you something and back up now to Acts chapter 16. We're backing up to the 40th Psalm. But go to Acts 16. That's the, the, the fifth book of the New Testament. So Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, Acts chapter 16. Because Psalm 40 is David's testimony from 3,000 years ago as he faced the low point in his life. And he said, I found the way out. The Lord answered me. The Lord responded. The Lord just wonderfully just met me at my point of need and lifted me out of these pits and, and put my feet on the rock. So it worked 3,000 years ago. But what about today? Sometimes, remember, we suffer with that detachment that we feel like we're so distant. It's so long ago, so far away from us. Well, Paul dealt with the pits of life. In fact, in verse 25, if you want to slip all the way down to verse 25, uh, they have, in verse 23, thrown him. The word in verse 23 is balo. They cast him. I mean, this was no, you know, nowadays with all the, the video cameras going on, the police have to be very careful what they do because everyone's filming them. Well, they didn't have that problem back then. They, they had a little police brutality here. He was thrown, in verse 23, into this prison pit. And in April, a whole group of us from the church actually had a, had a wonderful time standing around that pit in Philippi. And we looked down at this hole in the ground in this, this pit. So, so literally, Dave, or, uh, Paul is in a pit in Acts 16.25. They're throwing him in this prison. In verse 25, but at midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and, look at this, singing hymns. What are the last two steps on the pathway out of the pit, praying and praising. What is Paul doing in the pit? Praying and singing these praise songs to God. Verse 25, and the prisoners were listening to them. And you know, people will listen to your life and to my life if we pray and praise from the pits of life. Now, look look at the word hymn in verse 25, because I want to give you a little Greek lesson. I want you to know that I was astounding in my Greek studies. I had to study Greek for five years. Uh, and to, to get my doctoral comprehensives down, they told me I had to translate any verse in the book of Hebrews by sight, by memory of knowing the vocabulary and the grammar and everything. And so I had to get ready for my doctoral uh, um, comprehensive test in Greek, I had six weeks to get ready. I talked to the professor and said, you know I don't know Greek that well. He said, then you better pray. I said, that's all the advice you have? He said, yeah, pray. And I thought, six weeks, that's 42 days. There are only 303 verses in Hebrews. That means seven verses a day. I could do that. So I memorized the book. I got the highest score anybody's ever gotten on the Greek comprehensive in Hebrews because I memorized the whole book. So if you want to know how to pass the Greek comprehensive, learn it in English, okay? And what the, my professor did wink at me after I passed the test. He said, you know, your translation sounded so Elizabethan. King James. So, okay. Uh, but let me give you a little Greek lesson here from the English Bible, okay? Verse 25, at midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing. Now I'm going to say the Greek word right after singing. In your Bible, I'm going to say it in Greek and see if you recognize it in English. Hymneo. What does that sound like? Hymns. Yeah. The word hymns is a transliteration into English 
of a Greek word, hymneo. They just pulled it into English. It's just him. Hymneo. Him. But it's not just the word him like we use. We have a whole book of, of hymns, and, and there are a lot more. And you can get the red one, you can get the blue one, you can get the white one. There are all these different hymns, and some are Baptist, and some are Presbyterian, and some are Methodist. Do you know what that word means in Hebrew? It's translated into Greek that Paul used here. We know exactly what hymns Paul was preaching or was singing from when he was in the pit. Because this is the word in Hebrew that's used every time they had a feast and they sang hymns. In fact, this word occurs in one other place. It occurs in the gospel when it says at the end of the Lord's Supper, and when they had sung a hymneo, they went out to the Garden of Gethsemane. So this happens to be the same hymn set that Jesus sang with his apostles at the Last Supper. To me, that is fascinating. I mean, we have hundreds. There are thousands of hymns. I mean, Fanny Crosby wrote hundreds. So the, the Wesleys wrote hundreds. Which ones was, which were the ones that, that Paul was singing down there in the pit? And which ones did Jesus sing? Well, we know that because... The hymns that come in the Hebrew uh, worship under this word humneo are Psalm 113, 14, 115, 116, 117, 118, and 136. Those seven together were called the humneo. Those were the, the sacred hymns that were sung at the feasts of Israel. And Jesus picked those up at the Passover and sang them, and Paul picks those up which he knew as a child and sang them. So what I want you to do is turn with me to the 113th Psalm because I want to show you uh, literally how the, the, the promise that David was clinging to in Psalm 40, Paul learned about, and in Acts 16, he tries it. David says the way out of the pits is to pray and sing. The way out, you just remember what God's done and you trust Him and you say truth about Him and you renew your, your consecration to Him and then you start praying and singing and He'll just lift you right out of those pits. Well, here's what Paul was singing down there in the pits. And what he's singing is, he would have started in Psalm 113. That's the first one. Now, I don't know if he sang all the way through 136 and I don't know if he stuck on 113 and I don't know whether he's you know, was singing every stanza of every one. But I do know where he started. And he started in the 113th. I want to show you how praise the Lord works even in a painful time in a pit. And as we start into Psalm 113, I don't know what kind of pain you might be going through. The neat thing is God does. It could be physical pain. It could be emotional pain. It could be great mental duress that you're under. It could be some kind of of, of financial pain. Maybe it's just fear. Uh, that's why it's so often said in the Bible to fear not. I don't know what kind of pain you might be facing. But God knows what kind of pain. And we can be going through any type of pain, but I just can't avoid thinking about what Paul was feeling. So as we go through the 113th Psalm, think of Paul as he's bent over. Remember they put him, it, the word that, that I didn't read carefully it says they fastened him in stocks. That means they stretched his leg out and put a bar over it. And then they bent him forward with a bar in his stomach and fastened his arms out and put a bar in it. 
I don't know if they did the head thing. That was more of a Puritan stocks. But the, the, the way that the Romans did it, they put their feet and often their hands and bent them kind of in a horseshoe shape so that they were in this, this painful stretched position down there in those stocks. So there's Paul bent in that terrible condition, bleeding. Remember, they, they had already beaten him with the rods in a dark, stinky prison with no ventilation, no sanitary facilities, no pest removal service to get rid of all the vermin that lived in that dark hole in the ground. Kind of sounds like the New Orleans Convention Center, doesn't it? The Astrodome, doesn't it? Uh, or, I mean, the Superdome. Uh, but there's, he's in the same kind of place. And this is what Paul is singing. Psalm 113, verse 1. Praised the Lord. Praise, O servants of the Lord. Praise the name of the Lord. Blessed be the name of the Lord from this time forth and forever. You know what Paul said? Stretched out in, in terrible pain, uh, in, in, in such an unknown situation, such a time of loss, such a time of, of uncertainty for the future, such a, a dangerous time for his body. Why, if he didn't get proper medical attention, he might have a scar. Or something, you know? Can you imagine? Or he might have a, some other problem. But look what he's doing. He's saying, I want to praise the Lord right now and always. Look what it says in verse 2. Blessed be the name of the Lord from this time forth, when I'm in the pit, and always, forevermore. I want to praise the Lord from this time and forevermore. Mm-hmm.